Ahad, October 30th, 2022. We're continuing in Mislat Yasharim. We're still in Perik Dalid. And uh, we're up to the paragraph that starts with Yaakov. Do you recall, Mislat Yasharim is talking in this chapter about Derech Kenyat HaZihirut, the way, the pathway to acquiring this Midah called Zihirut, which we defined as vigilance. Chapter 4, Bani, Perik Dalid. And so in the context of describing initially how to speak to uh, one group of people and to another. He says, when you're talking to the masses, when we're internalizing this as uh, people who are uh, perhaps not imbued or in this moment not imbued with higher level thought, the most basic and fundamental way of selling someone, inspiring a person to have appropriate vigilance in their life with regards to direction and action and perspective is just to dictate to them how a person, how we will be uh, dealt with for our deeds and for our misdeeds. And that in and of itself has a way of inspiring. It's an avodah, maybe, it's an avodah, it's a worship which is uh, certainly not inspired by an absolute love and devotion, but it's nonetheless at times, or perhaps more than not, uh, necessary. So Mesilat Yisharim initially described Abraham. He talked about Abraham in the eyes of the Hachamim having small misdeeds. Uh, when he turns to HaKadosh Baruch when he asks him, Bama eda ki irashena, and God responds to him, Yadu'ate, that's what we addressed last week. <coughs> he continues, he gives several other examples. He says, Yaakov, ashehara apo berachel, sheamera lo hava libanim. And says, look at Yaakov, who gets angry at Rachel. He exclaims to her as she uh, turns to him and says, Hava libanim. Uh, give me children, if not, I'm going to die. He, uh, he rebukes her. Am I the one who's uh, standing in for God? Is that my, his, his quick response, his, uh, his, his response of anger and fury? I'm the Midrash rabbis teach. Is this the way you respond to people who are needy and uh, vulnerable? By your life, God swears to him, your children, meaning the children that you have, separate from Rachel, will be standing in front of hers. Of course, that's a reference to the brothers in front of Yosef. The Hakamim are almost envisioning that as you don't know how to treat her. Her child will perhaps not know how to treat yours. Just to understand, one wrong conversation in the eyes of the Hachamim brought forth a midah keneged midah from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, it's certainly not to be taken to its full extent to me and you. I mean, Salat Sharim already warned us, this is what we call HaKadosh Baruch Hu midakdekim atzadikim kehuta sa'ara. It's those who are closest, get judged and determined by even smaller hair, uh, the, the size, the, the, the width of a hair, um, in terms of uh, judgment, just a very little wrongdoing will uh, merit them uh, the, all sorts of uh, punishment. But nonetheless, to take heed, to notice every action is, is, is seen, every action is perceived, every action is felt. He continues, Furthermore, the Midrash describes how instead of having Dina encounter Esav, who perhaps was, 
What's that? My was my always been Oshav Yitzchak. Why not? And needs needs to be told. Needs to be told. Yitzchak, after all, doesn't doesn't know that it's only going to be Yaakov. You'd imagine there. Isav is not Mahu. The Gemara, in fact, who describes Esav perhaps later in his life as a um, as a mumar, but he's Israel. He was certainly Israel. Anyway, the description in the Midrash is that hiding Dina from potential marriage to Esav. I mean, you can't not have his action resonate with you. You can't not understand what Yaakov's intention is in perhaps doing so in the eyes of the Hachamim. Nonetheless, they envision as well God rebuking and punishing him for that. Uh, the episode with Shechem, uh, the aftermath of Dina having a difficult life with men af- in, 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 the, in the after effect of, of this circumstance. Again, the description is one in which to us, just speaking to us, to our hearts, to our minds, being able to say every action is not for naught. Every action is very significant. Yosef Shete Shanim, the eyes of, of the Hachamim, Yosef twice, Kim Zechartani, and then afterwards he says, Vihizkartani, the fact that he can't have the appropriate for him, Bitahon Nemunana Kadosh Baruch but instead needs to turn to the Sarah Mashkim and twice request that he remember and mention him too. Paro, he's punished. It's for that reason that it's two years in the Betasor, it's for two years in the prison because of. One wrongful sentence, two mistaken references. As the Hachamim have in the Midrash, Yosef Atmo, Ashahanat Taviv Belir Shutoshel Makom, O Lefisha Shama Abdecha Avino Veshatik, the Morke de Itle, Ule Morke de Itle, Met Lifne Ehav. And furthermore, Yosef, two opinions in the Midrash as to specifically what was wrong, either that he's Honet, he embalms his father without the permission of his father, or alternatively, the fact that his father, excuse me, that his brothers say to him, Abdecha Avinu, your slave, your servant, our father, and he's quiet each of those wrongful actions, not asking, not requesting permission, doing something without the permission explicitly from his father, as well as listening to a way in which his father is, is, is shamed by uh, referring to the child as his as his master. Well, for that, he's met lifne ehav, and there's a real musar in that. The fact that he dies before his brothers, he still lives a long life. Yosef uh, dies of 110 years old. That's no, uh, that's no shortened life to the extent and to the imagination that we have. Nonetheless, every moment in the eyes of the Hachamim, in our eyes, is significant. But again, for the purpose of Misilat Yisharim, each of these are being mentioned as a way of reminding us to take heed for our actions, thoughts, and words, and in turn to, uh, to determine accordingly. David, David, who calls the words of Torah Zemirot in Tehillim and Mizmor Kofiotet, the Gemara in Sota, says that he's punished for that, that during the time of happiness and perhaps real Zemirot, a real singing and uh, joyfulness, Torah is something that's a little bit more serious than that. Oza, in the terrible story that's described in the Navi, uh, the Aron seems to be tilting and he holds on to it and dies. This is at a time of jubilation, which kind of rids the circumstance, the event, 
of that happiness, that's David's punishment, but that Michal, who criticizes her husband, husband David for his dancing at that time, she too is punished that she doesn't have a child prior to her death, which means to say in each of these circumstances, the hachamim are purposefully injecting details in order to teach us the same message. Hezkiyahu, lastly, very important and just king, but he shows the ministers of Bavel, Bet Nechoto, the treasure house of uh, that he had. Um, the Hachamim envisioned specifically what was there, but regardless, uh, there's a Gezerah in the eyes of the Hachamim or in the Pesukim and in Navis uh, even uh, that his children will be Sarisim, his children will be ministers in the kingdom of Bavel, and there are many others, these sorts of examples abound. And now, for just a moment, realizes that he's sent you on a path of all the righteous ones. I mean, we're talking about Hezekiah, we're talking about David, we're talking about Abraham and Yaakov. It doesn't mean that that's going to be the reality for me. So he quotes from the Gemara, it says, the Gemara says, Amar bi as the Gemara says, that when Rabbi would get up to the following Pasuk, he would cry. The Pasuk says that I will be God promises, and I will be a quick uh, individual to testify against you. I'm going to be there at your Mishpat. Rabbi exclaimed, the slave, the fact that Akadosh Baruch Hu is promising that he'll be quick to uh, testify means that there's not really deliberation. Well, what was your circumstance? Who are you? How can we scale this against other actions? The Eid Mimaher would cause him um, sadness, would cause him fear and pain. I don't for a second imagine that it means, again, his words are kalot kahamurot. That God, both for the cow, for the lighter actions, and hamur, the more severe ones, is judging. You don't imagine that that means you get judged in the same way for both of them. Rather, what does it mean? It rather means in terms of scaling them. Don't imagine, uh, you know, you walk into the store and you're buying a million dollars of goods. And then you want also a bookmark. They throw in the bookmark. In this context, where there's both kalot and hamurot, perhaps the fact that I'm being judged for my hamurot, the kalot will be set aside. They won't be involved in this scaling. No, it's kalot kahamurot. Not that the kalot, not that the bookmark will also cost you a million dollars, but that the bookmark is part of your tab. That's kilo, kilo yashkihu hahamurot et kalot. There will be an equivalent dealing with any and every action. Again, the Silat Yisharim reminding us of all this in the context of achieving this Midah of Zehirut. The way to get to Zehirut is by pausing and reflecting. It's your higher level ability. And so you pause and you reflect and say, I want to be shalem. That in and of itself can and should inspire. 
Zehirut is vigilance. That's what we're looking forward to. We're looking forward to, in our life, being able to set our mind on proper direction, on appropriate action, taking the time to be, to be careful with regards to both my thoughts and my direction, my actions. As is the easiest way to do this, and perhaps the most effective is, by just looking at our national history with regards to how we understand God's judgment. Says the Pasuk says in Kohelet, every action, the same way we assume. We expect that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to take even our small actions of good and appropriately scale them. So too it will be those wrongful actions. It says the principle is that any person who says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is just a mevater. Mevater means to just given to things, well then, his innards, meaning his life, should be given into as well. If you imagine that your relationship with God is one in which he doesn't care about every action, in which not every, uh, in any relationship, every action is significant if it's an enduring relationship. If you think any differently, then your life is somewhat worthless. That relationship is one which is a base level one. It's only the theatrics, it's only the quote-unquote significant moments that matter, Whereas the smaller moments, the intimate moments where uh, others aren't watching, where it appears to be a smaller deed, oh, that's not so significant. Every action is significant and is real. And so to the Gemaran Hagiga, maybe your evil inclination will say to you, sin, God will forgive you. As a matter of fact, it's one of the uh, circumstances of Haomer Echete. The Ashuv in Misapekin Beyadola Asot Teshuvah. The Hanambam records this in the Chot Teshuvah. It's a, it's a Mishnah. Any person who says about themselves, I'll sin and then I'll just do Teshuvah, or alternatively, I'll sin, says the Gemara, and God will forgive me, meaning it's not so significant, it's a smaller action. Uh, don't listen. Visit Hafar Pashutum Porah, Kihine. the statement of the rabbis in Masechet Ta'anit is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a kele emunah ve'en avel sadik v'yashar. It's both to the righteous ones and to the wicked. God takes actions, both good and bad, and they're all significant. Yeah, but, Vim Tomar. One thing that does not mean we, we don't see as human we, we have to deal with time. Hashem has no time for him. So This is very true. So I'll need you to hold that thought for just about a paragraph. However, I will tell you at this moment that if God didn't allow for time to exist for us, then we couldn't exist. For sure. So you're right 
that in descript- describing it as such, he's not necessarily giving us room for time, because if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is this midah of din, it means it's an absolute, it's an immediate, there's no, no room for process. However, he says, fundamentally, that is who God is. Fundamentally, that's reality. So right. how are we supposed to merge those two concepts? So, of us not so it's coming up. You're walking into it. Thankfully, thankfully, I, you didn't give, you didn't need me to introduce the next. The uh, imtomari says, and if this is so, imken midata rahamim lemahi omedet, kevan she al kol panim sarich ledaktek badin al kol davar. He says this. There are two midot that we can envision as as uh, diametrically opposed to attributes of God. There's the midah of rahamim and the midah of din. Din means it's absolute, it's immediate, there's no room, there's no fluidity for anything outside of what is. Rahamim is quite the opposite. Rahamim, milashon rechem, rechem is a womb of a, of a woman. Rechem, of a womb of a woman, has the ability, has the necessary ability to bring forth something through process. A child needs to be internally incubated and nurtured prior to birth. It can't be an immediate, that's what... Rahamim is, in truth, as some suggest that the word mahar, tomorrow, from the same letters as rahem, and rahamim is along the same lines. The idea being that rahamim necessarily allows for time. So how do you merge, how do you square these two midot? If I'm telling you until now, says Ramchal, says Mesilat Yesharim, that it's all about deen, that God will judge you, uh, so then how do we allow for, how do we understand this midah of rahamim? Ha-teshuvah, vada'i midata rahamim hi kiyumo shel olam. Shelo haya omed zulato kelal. It's absolutely certain that if God were not to allow and be fluid, allow for his midah of rahamim to exist, there could not be existence. By definition, human beings would go wrong, ki adam en tzadik ba'aretz ashe lo yecheta, says the pasuk in Kohelet. We would sin, we do sin, we will go wrong, and if there's absolute and immediate and utter destruction immediately, and then there'd be nothing to, to, to exist, by definition, the world needs process, it needs space, it needs time. That's v'adai midat ha-rachamim ikuyumo shel olam, ve'af al-tichen en midat ha-din loka. He says, nonetheless, this midat ha-din is not struck. Well, that's very hard to understand. He's going to spend time developing this, but he needs to start with what is midat rahamim. Again, if I'm describing absolute and immediate justice, immediate means it's right here. There's no room for space. How can you square that with rahamim? Vizet. Ki lefi shurat adin mamash haya raui shachote ye'anesh miyad tekef lechet'o beliham tanakilah. There are the words. According to shurat adin mamash, if we're going to follow this attribute of Justice of uh, righteousness of deen of uh, of, of uh, strict and immediate rigid uh, uh, determination. There would be no room and space for time to change anything. And furthermore, it should be with anger. Furthermore, it should appear and it would appear to us as the anger and fury for God from God. And lastly, and lastly. There shouldn't, as a result, be an opportunity to change, to fix. So the three, in the realm of deen, there would be three realities. Number one, no time to repair. Number two, you'd feel it as fury and anger. It'd be wrath. And number three, there wouldn't be a possibility 
to fix in any in, in any any respect. In regards to number two, would you really feel it as anger and wrath? Because on the flip side, if you did something good, then Hadin you'd receive right away also, uh, you know, reward punishment. W- would it be anger? It would actually be from a place of just. I think because it's immediate. Though, since it's immediate, you view it as harsh. The immediacy would be harsh. But Joey's saying, but is the immediacy of reward harsh as well? Is the it's realization? Harsh. Harsh All right. equally quick. I don't think it would, I think it would be taking away any midah of anger at all. Like, it would just be pure mishpah. All right. Give, Yudin, I, mean. I, I gotcha. Yeah. Perhaps, maybe, from his ensuing words, we'll be able to tease out something. But the question is stronger than any answer I can suggest at the moment. These are famous words of Mesilat Yesharim here in Perik Dalet. Says How is it possible in a world of rational judgment for a person? He's on his last issue to fix that which was put into reality. I lo aleno, a person lo aleno killed, done. A person committed adultery, finished. How could they, he's on his last point, possibly reverse that? It's the famous words of Misilat Yesharim over here where he's suggesting quite clearly teshuva, as we'll get into it, is by definition mimidat rahamim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's no room for rationalizing teshuva. It's impossible, he's suggesting, to be able to wrap your head around it in a rational sense. It's the words at the beginning of Sha'are Teshubah of Rabbeinu Yonah. He opens his book by describing it as the Rahamim Vakadosh Baruch Hu, which allows for Teshubah. Harambam doesn't exactly have these words per se. There's a conversation that has to be had over there. But this is Mesilat Yesharim in this respect. Umlam, however. Midat Rahamim hi shanotenet hefecha shelosha devarim shezacharnu. It's this Midat Rahamim which allows for the opposite of each of these three uh, matters which we mentioned. Again, the time, the wrath, and number three, the ability to change. He says, Dehainu sheyutan zeman lahote velo yikached min haaretz miyad keshehata. And that a person has time to rectify, to fix which was done, and he's not immediately lost from the world. And even the punishment won't bring to utter and absolute destruction. Yikahed, right? You never see that word. What's yikahed? Yeah, you'll find that word from time to time. It's the opposite of kawach, it's to take out. Yeah, I understand. He's just asking why it's on koah. I, I don't know. I don't know in terms of the shortish. Not yet. Not yet. Right now he's talking about individuals. He's speaking to each individual. So that's really Mesilat Yesharim at its core. Now, in this context, with regards to Midat Hadin and Midat Rahamim, it, I think it, 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 it pays for us to take a moment to, to envision this through the prism of Torah and, and creation and Bidya. You see, the first pasuk in the Torah says, Bereshit bara Elohim et right? It's a description of creation. It's the heading. It's the first action, perhaps. And it mentions Elohim. Elohim in the eyes of the Hachamim is Midat Hadin. It's only in Bereshit Perek Bet, Pasuk Dalet, that the Pasuk describes on the day of Hashem Elohim. Uh, when he brings forth heavens and earth. 
or earth and heavens. And the Hachamim Rashi, at the very beginning of the commentary to the Torah, points out this contradiction, and therefore suggests that it works like this. Batehila, initially, it arose in the mind of God to create the world, livroto bimidat hadin, with this deen, with immediate rigidity, he realized, in some respect, that the world couldn't exist, he needed to append to it, to connect to it, this midav rahamim. So pause for a second to take that in and understand. It means that the immediate and initial creation, this is midat hadin. It's afterwards the ability, the necessity of process within this world. I'll mention already as follows. You see Rashi right there in Perek Bet, Pasuk Dalet says that the Pasuk says, Beyom Asot, on the day of. Says Rashi, Melamed, this teaches you that everything was created on day one. Everything being created on day one, Ramban Nachmani writes at the beginning of his commentary to the Torah, the Gemara Masechet Roshana seems to imply this on Daphna Bet. When it says that the words Bereshit, or the word Bereshit is Namema Amar, that was an action as well. Everything was brought forth initially. So imagine it as such. It's all brought forth, and then over the course of six days of creation, it's crafted. I hand you everything. I give you all the, all the, all the uh, uh, items that need to go into this creation at the onset. And now you chisel it away, your Yoser and your Oseh, that which is going to come forth. That initial action is what we call Din. It's all there. It's all present. It's only afterwards, the chiseling away and the separating and the sifting in order to determine what it's going to look like. That's the shituf of midat hamim. In truth, that's what the hachamim mean as well when they describe that this or haganus, there's this light which was created, of course, on day one, as the Torah tells us, but it's a light which is inseparable from darkness. It's all there. It's immediate. There's no room for development. Uh, that was ganus, that needed to be set aside. Who's it set aside for? For the righteous, for the tzaddikim le'atid level. In this world, in a world of process, in a world of humanity, there can't be a midat din. You can't have that or ha-ganus. By definition, you and I, in our relationship with one another, in our relationship certainly with God, we can't be judged in an immediate fashion. We need to allow for development, for process, in order to come f- to bring forth who we truly are. It's the Gemara Masechet Menachot and Kaftet. The Gemara over there suggests that the Pasuk, the Gemara doesn't reference the Pasuk, but Rashi in his commentary to the Torah does. It's the same Pasuk we're mentioning, it's am. instead of saying Bibriatam or something like that, they're Doresh, Behebira'am. Creation of this world was with the letter He. The Gemara contrasts that to Olam Haba. It says Olam Haba was with the letter Yod and Olam Hazeh with the letter He. What's the difference between those two letters? Well, the Gemara reveals it to us. It says the letter He, by definition, has space at the bottom. If you sin, you fall through. However, it has a space at the top. So if you then live through that process, you found your way to enter back in. The letter Yod, which denotes the opposite, not that Midav Rahamin, but more the Midav Din, is immediate. It's a dot on the page, all finished. There's no, you're not even moving your quill as you write it. You've placed the dot onto the page and it's all done. That is as well the difference in the eyes of the Hachamim between Zachar and Nekeva in relationship and in demeanor and approach to matters. Ish and Isha. Ish has the letter Yod in it and Isha has the letter He in it. The Gemara Masechet Sota says that at our core we're Ish, but the male brings the Yod into it and the female the He. 
the male, I think about it biologically, injects and then moves back. It's the initial dean. It's all done from the male's end. It's the female who then incubates, who then develops in her rechem, the creation of a child. That's the letter he. What Misilat Yesharim then is describing over here is a fundamental for life in relationship with ourselves and others. To imagine yourself as a finished product in this moment. To say to yourself, I am who I am, and it's not much I can do. It's depressing, or I feel great because in this moment I'm at the top of the world, is to be short-sighted. It's to be thinking in an olam haba type of mindset. That's wrongful. Says Mesilat Yisharim, I'm going to have to develop for you how we bring together both the Yod and the He in terms of existence. How is it that we live a life of Din with HaKadosh Baruch Hu at the same time there's room for Rahamim? But to envision life without the Rahamim, to think about existence without the letter He, well, there'd be no reality that we could wrap our heads around. Says, That's a necessary reality. We'll have to deal with all these details next week. But here's the key words. What he suggests is the reality does not change. The person who's dead as a result of the murder will not come back to life. The deed which was committed with regards to uh, um, um, inappropriate relations is finished as well. What can change, however, is the ratson that the person had at his or her onset and that which transformed within the person. He's already beginning to touch on a deen perspective within rahamim. It will take time for the individual to translate and transform something which once was. I had that lust, I had that passion, I had that hatred, I had that desirous side to me. That's what was driving me. The action which was done cannot and will not be changed, but I can be changed. That already is a transformation which brings forth a certain rationality. The only way you could bring that forth is with this midav rahamim. What Misilat Yesharim carefully and systematically by describing how Teshubah works over here is merging ironically both the Elohim, the Deen of Existence, with Hashem, with the Yod Ke To understand Elohim, the Alim, the strength, the might of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with the Yod Ke Kivyachol, his name, the ability to talk to him and to understand him and to have the compassion with regards to fluidity is to be able to understand that we as human beings necessarily need that space and time. It exists in our relationships with one another. I remember once talking about this and someone calling me afterwards and says, said to me, said, you, you talked about how we are becoming. We're not judged by and we're not determined by who we are or by becoming. So I have a child who's been dealing with and, and inflicted by addiction for years. As parents, we had difficulty. As parents, we looked at our child and said, we're failures. Our child is just an addict and we have no way of changing him. Look at who we raised. Instead, we can and must understand our children, our spouses, ourselves, 
as just beings who are coming into being. Existence in totality is only coming into being. If existence was done, if it started and ended in the same point, that it, at the same point, and there'd be nothing to discuss, nothing to develop, nothing to uh, be working toward. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the end all, uh, beginning and end, and there's no room for human beings in the interim, then we would not and could not exist. So to understand life in such a fashion, to understand our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and with one another, in that way as well is an absolute necessity. So he says, Misilat Yesharim, as much as I've been striving to portray to you this deen of a relationship with God, don't for a second forget about the Rahamim, which is a necessary component as well. Baruch Adonai Amen, Amen.